You're listening to Modern Marketing, a podcast brought to you by Influicity. At Influicity, we build brand communities that drive revenue. Learn more at Influicity.com. On today's episode, Influicity Podcast Coordinator Robin Flynn speaks with Brian Hadley, VP of Growth Marketing at Upwork. Brian Hadley is the VP of Growth Marketing at Upwork, a freelancing platform headquartered in California. Here's how it works. Clients post a description of their job and a price range that they're willing to pay for a freelancer to complete it. The client may invite specific freelancers to apply or they can post a job for any freelancer who's interested to apply. Once the client has chosen who they want to complete the job, they hire that freelancer, send them a contract with set hours, a pay rate, and a deadline for the work to be completed. Genius, right? We're not the only ones who think so. Last year, Upwork was on Time's list of the 100 most influential companies of 2022. And here to chat growth and marketing strategy with us is Brian Hadley, VP of Growth Marketing at Upwork. Hey, Brian. Hi there. Thanks so much for your time. Before we really dive into sort of growth marketing, I want to start by chatting with you a little more about your background. So how did you get into marketing? You know, I, I'm one of the few people that actually studied advertising and have, I've lasted this long. So really got into advertising in college, really enjoyed it, stuck with it. I started on the agency side and then about 20 years into it, I decided that I wanted to kind of stretch myself and kind of move on to the client side and see, you know, there's a whole different world on the client side. And so I wanted to challenge myself in a new way, but it was, uh, it's uh, started a long time ago and I'm just kind of still trucking. And what made you sort of stick with it? Like, what was it about seeing things from the client side that you loved? I think it's just the ability to kind of learn. I, I just, I love learning new things, trying to understand how things work and kind of taking stuff apart. And so I really enjoy the problem solving aspect of it. In my background, I've spent most of my time in media, but I think that just the ever-changing nature of marketing is also super exciting. And I think it really makes me, you know, it's exciting to get out of bed every day. You never know what is going to happen. You never know what's going to develop. And I think true to form, you know, things are continuing to evolve day to day, month to month, quarter to quarter. Yeah, when we think of evolution, I mean, Upwork, that's that's a, a name that everybody knows and most people have used in some capacity, either as an employer or as a freelancer. The growth trajectory has just been kind of insane for Upwork. What do you what do you attribute that to? I think growth is really coming from the value that we provide to both clients and freelancers. Growth also comes from just us listening to customers and making the platform better every day. You know, for clients, I think it's having access to independent talent at a global scale helping them solve problems big and small, helping to close skill gaps, and just really helping the teams and businesses, you know, drive new growth. I think in today's world, it's super important to be flexible, no matter what organization you're in. And I think the platform provides that to businesses. I think from a talent standpoint, you know, bringing together companies and skilled professionals to create opportunities to do great work for those top tier companies. I think regardless if you're an FTE or you're working as a, in a freelance capacity, I think everybody wants to make an impact and whether you know, they want to do challenging work. They want to contribute to something and be able to apply their skills. So I think, you know, it's, it's just, I think, a really great opportunity. And I think these people are also building small businesses on our platform, which I think is very exciting and I think very much aligns with our mission. Very cool. I feel like in general, the gig economy is kind of like the way of the future. Most people either have a side hustle gig. I don't know. How do you stay on top of trends? Like how does Upwork adapt its marketing strategies depending on what the current economy looks like? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I do want to clarify one thing. We don't really consider Upwork a gig economy company for a couple of reasons. Oh, fair. One, talent on Upwork is delivering skilled knowledge work. It's much different than driving, delivery, or handiwork. 
Second, on like many gig platforms, the company or algorithm sets the rates for workers, where at Upwork, the professionals are actually engaging with clients, setting and agreeing to their own rates. And I think third, a lot of the work that actually takes place on our platform is trusted long-term working relationships. We have a lot of clients who have long-term engagements with clients over a period, with uh, freelancers over a period of time. And so it's a lot less, you know, not very much one and done type of stuff. But to answer your specific question about marketing, I think there's two things that we need to do to stay ahead of trends and adapt. I think we need to stay first flexible and curious. We need to understand how customer needs are changing and evolving, as we kind of talked about at the top, understanding market dynamics and how work is evolving. We have return to work, hybrid work, remote work, and you know the emerge throw in the emergence of Gen AI into the workplace. Earlier this year, we launched a Gen AI campaign introducing tools, solutions for both talent and clients as they start to think about AI and how that could be used in their business and in their day-to-day work. We've actually seen some pretty significant growth on our platform around Gen AI services from clients, and it's been interesting to kind of see that develop over time. And so in addition to that, we've also seen a lot of interest from talent as well in the AI, AI space. The second way that is something that I'm really kind of focused on with my team and, and is on my agenda is how do we socialize insights? When things are changing so rapidly, things are happening in pockets around an organization, and you really want to what we're working on is trying to build rituals and a cadence for how we share this information because there's it can be applied in so many different places and we don't always do a good job of that. So I'm really focused working with the team on how do we how do we do a great job of learning together? And then naturally then the application of that and helps us be more adaptable and stay relevant in the eyes of our customers. What I find unique about Upwork also is that you don't necessarily have one target audience in mind because you're targeting businesses and freelancers. How do you put together a cohesive marketing strategy when you have sort of two very different target audiences? Yeah, I think you have to understand and start with the customer needs and kind of bifurcate and kind of break things down. But at the end of the day, how do you make them be more successful in both capacities? Both clients and freelancers are part of our two-sided marketplace. And so we need to make sure both sides of that marketplace are healthy in order for our, 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 our business to really work. So for clients, helping them understand the breadth of work that can be accomplished on the platform really helping them understand the unlock that independent talent can be to help grow their business. Two quick examples, you know, there's there's relevance, you know, at the end of the year, people have a lot of different hiring needs over the course of the year. And so trying to kind of insert ourselves into the conversation there. But I think very quickly, as we move into the new year, you know, naturally budgets are reset, goals are reset, you know, they're going to start planning for the new year. And how do we be able to tap into those individuals and kind of that kind of kind of relevant opportunity as well. I think from a talent, it's about really helping them identify opportunities, educating them how to win a job. You know, a lot of a lot of freelancers or people kind of dabble. And so how do they get into it? You know, we have a huge section on our platform about helping them be successful, whether it's a webinar, tips and tricks, blog posts, triggered nurture programs about, hey, you haven't logged in in a while, or hey, here's a job that may be interesting. Here's a key action to take to, to help raise your profile on the platform. So I think there's a lot of different ways in which we're trying to do it, but I think we need to break down our target audiences, be really crisp on what we want to accomplish for that particular audience and then help them be as successful as possible. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity. Since 2015, we've been building brand communities that drive revenue. First, we did it through influencers. Then we added podcasts. Today, we work with world-class brands to build, optimize, and run breakthrough programs that create and capture demand. It's time to stop renting your influence and start owning it. Learn more at Influicity.com. 
I know growth marketing, obviously, well, all marketing, you rely very heavily on data, especially for, you know, the higher ups, the key stakeholders to really prove what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So how are you able to leverage the data that you have to make informed decisions and optimize your marketing strategies? You know, it's funny. I think we really have to focus on start with the end in mind. I think a long time ago, somebody said, what what gets measured gets manufactured. That's something I, I use a lot with my team. And I think, you know, you really have to have a clear understanding of, you know, what you're trying to accomplish, how that how that gets translated from an organizational standpoint, from a business perspective into a marketing perspective, and then be really crisp with our teams, finance teams. And then once you have alignment, then it's all about how do we be intentional about our approach? How do we have a plan to drive consistent, repeatable growth? Excuse me. One of the other things that I've said to my team a lot is hope is not a strategy. And I think it's really important to have clear goals and plans. And that's really how I you know, tried to run my teams in the past. They hear frequently from me, plan the work, work the plan. And I think that's really important about being intentional and kind of focus you know, with the end in mind and making sure that you have clear goals and transparently you know, how you're going to achieve those goals over time. I feel like a lot of people, myself included, we learn really well from hearing specific stories or anecdotes from people. Do you have maybe an example of, you know, a challenge that you've had at some point in your marketing career? It doesn't even have to just necessarily be at Upwork, but, you know, a challenge that you encountered and sort of how you took that challenge on and came out on the other side. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of marketing is trying to figure out a problem. And so I think one of the challenges you, you inevitably have in, in marketing, especially when you're spending money, is where do I focus my investment? And so you have to do a lot of digging to better understand your customer base and really not just like who's your, what, what kind of a persona do they have, but actually who are these people? What kind of businesses do they bring in? What's their relative value to the business? And in a world where you have to be more effective every day with the investments that you're given, being really thoughtful about those types of things. In multiple businesses, I've had this challenge, which is you only have so much money. So how do you make the most of it? And so it's about identifying who are those high value customers? What is unique about them? How do we attract more of them? There's a lot of work to be done in every business around that. And I think understanding that I think could be really helpful because they may be a small, but largely, usually a large, largely outsized, you know, value proposition from a business standpoint, if you're able to attract to them. And so being intentional about that and then setting goals against those types of things and saying, you know what, we really want to lean into this audience and we want to deprioritize other audiences because we simply don't have the budget to do these, these other things, you know. I think in growth marketing, the, the, the nirvana, so to speak, sometimes is getting to a coin-operated model where you put a dollar in and you, know, you can return that to the business two or three or four and 10 times over. I think the challenge that you have is not all of those audiences are going to line up that way. And so it's, it's about understanding those individual audiences and where they fit, I think, in the, in the priority order when it comes to budget investment. For sure. And, you know, it sometimes can be hard to measure specifically where you've put your dollar in and how that money is coming back in, especially if I'm just thinking about like, you know, organic social, for example, you know, it can be hard to measure the the brand building that comes with that it doesn't mean that it's not worth the investment, but it's hard to be like, you know, unless people are specifically saying I found you on Instagram, you know, it's it's, it's hard to measure that. I love getting advice specifics from professionals in the industry. So what advice would you have or strategies or principles that are sort of tried and true for you that you could share to, you know, more junior marketers? I think what I mentioned a little bit earlier is what gets measured get man- manufactured. And I think starting with the end in mind as a, as, a, mm-hmm. as a start. And I think the second being 
intentional about what you want to what you want to achieve and how that translates connecting the business outcomes to the marketing outcomes and figuring out the right way to do that and, and making sure you're having a discussion about this so that you're not operating in a silo and connecting with fpna because in a lot of cases there there's resources there's budget investment being allocated to a lot of these different initiatives so making sure that you know you're bringing people on along on a journey together i think one of the operating principles we've had and I've had in a couple of jobs that I've kind of adopted and used is start together, stay together. A lot of the programs that you're executing are very, very kind of happen over several quarters. It's not like a month. And so making sure that you kind of bring people along on that journey. Here's what we want to do. You check in in a couple of months. Here's where we are in this journey. Here's what we've accomplished. Here's what we're learning. And then ultimately, like, here's, here's where we landed. You know, we've had a lot of different projects over the course of my career where that's really paid off really well because you're trying to bring people along and like we're not just operating in a silo but we're trying to write systematically improve the business and i think that's the other component the third piece that i would say is you know when you're doing these programs it's it's not i had a colleague once refer to campaigns as bottle rockets because they shoot up into the sky and they're making big fanfare and then they follow the fall back to the earth with uh with and just kind of fizzle out and i think you know the approach that i've tried to use with my teams is how do we drive consistent repeatable growth and so it's being really intentional about like testing things and having very clear objectives. And I, I know I sound like a bit of a broken record, but like being able to be predictable like that to me is is really important because that's really what a driver of growth is. If you're able to deliver that predictive outcome on a consistent basis, you have more confidence from an organizational standpoint. And then you start to get to dabble in the more innovative and interesting areas. Because if you're not able to deliver that repeatable growth, you don't get to be, you don't get to go sit at the, the innovation table. And so I think that's one of the other things that I think I've worked with, with my teams. And I think, you know, everybody needs to, I think we do well to, to kind of embrace that approach because I think it, it, it can go a long way. Thanks for listening to Modern Marketing. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity, empowering marketers to build customer communities that drive revenue. We create massive demand via social, influencer, content, paid media, and of course, podcast. Learn more at Influicity.com.